Well, good day to you one and all. I'm Jeff Graham. This is Mayor Graham's View of the podcast. Uh, I haven't been with you in a little bit, but I thought we'd offer some post-primary observations today. Um, Since we did have primary elections in New York State on Tuesday the uh, 28th, and uh, what does it all mean? Well, uh, that's up to individual interpretation, of course, but I guess I'm entitled to mine, so I'll offer some of it. Uh, We had a variety of races, starting with the top of the ticket, uh, the gubernatorial race, race for governor. Both parties chose their candidates for the fall campaign uh, to get a full term as the Empire State's chief executive. Uh, For the Democrats, it was good news. Kathy Hochul, the incumbent, won big, 67% over two opponents, one of whom had done very well statewide in a race for lieutenant governor two years ago. So you got to look at that and say Hochul's in a strong spot, and she doubled down on that in the lieutenant governor race where former congressman and now lieutenant governor Antonio Delgado easily won uh, election and, uh, or excuse me, nomination. So he's running as uh, Ockel's running mate. Of course, this means that both ends of the ticket for the Democrats are upstaters. Ockel from the Buffalo area. Uh, I think uh, Delgado raised in Schenectady and uh, later served as an upstate congressman. So that's kind of an unusual situation for Democrats and uh, Delgado is a Rhodes Scholar, certainly a lot better than Brian Benjamin, who was chased out of office in an ill-advised appointment to the vacancy earlier in the year. So uh, you have to look at the Hochul ticket and say they're pretty strong, and they'll be running against um, Representative Lee Zeldin of Long Island, who won the Republican nomination um, with uh, a bit over 40% of the vote. Did okay. Uh, Beat back challenges from Andrew Giuliani, Harry Wilson, and, of course, Rob Astorino. But in that race, um, you know, for the people who voted, fine, but uh, they'll all probably vote Republican in the fall. But as a result of that race, there was millions of dollars in TV ads done by mostly Wilson and Astorino, most of it very negative against Zeldin. And you have to think the accumulation of that evisceration, if you will, um, is going to hurt Zeldin in the fall. I this is not a state that's friendly to Republicans, and Zeldin does not seem uh, particularly uh, inspiring a candidate, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, maybe something, maybe people, the national mood will change enough or something like that, and who knows what could happen. Other things on primary day here in Jefferson County, we had a sheriff primary, Republican primary. Now that created a situation where whoever won the Republican primary essentially is going to be the sheriff come January because there is no one else on the November ballot. Um, that's really too bad in a way that the Democrats are so weak up here, uh, but that's the case. Now, you had three people in that. Peter Barnett won it, and uh, that's not a big surprise. All three candidates had been or are in the sheriff's department. There wasn't really an argument over, over uh, qualifications or anything like that. It really came down more to popularity and who you knew. And Mr. Barnett was a popular individual in a lot of quarters. Uh, Perry Golden did well, uh, not too far behind. And Gerald Delosh made a respectable showing as well. Mr. Delosh from the Carthage area. Uh, an irony in that race is I was told that uh, Gerald Delosh had been a registered Democrat, changed parties because it was perceived as better prospects to win the seat. But actually, if he had stayed and run as a Democrat, he'd have a shot at the fall, and we've proven in this county before in DA and clerk and 
treasurer and those type of races uh, that Democrats can win countywide in Jefferson County. So anyway, it'll be uh, Peter Barnett will be the new sheriff. We wish him well, and um, that's pretty much no drama left in that race. So there you go. And then the other race that was of interest was the assembly primary in the Republican Party. Uh, Scott Gray and Susan, yeah, Susan Duffy. Now, that became a rather high-spending, high-energy race uh, for that nomination because, again, there's no Democrat running in the fall. The only twist in this race is prior to the primary, Ms. Duffy had secured the nomination of the state's conservative party. Now, minor parties, there's not many of them left in New York State. There's the two Republican, Democrat, conservative, and right to life. So they're not as minor as everybody says. And um, Scott Gray had made a conscious decision, he tells us, not to seek the conservative line. Um, he thought he wanted to put all his eggs in the GOP primary basket. And one can see, if you think that's the, um, the end of the game, yeah. But the, the Republican primary ended up being 53% to 47%. Um, strong showing by Duffy. A lot of money spent, a lot of pulling out all the stops by Gray. He had poll watchers, paid poll watchers. Who ever heard of that up here? And um, all sorts of other um, things to try to push himself across the line, and he did. Um, race was not tremendously high turnout, particularly in St. Lawrence County. That's where Duffy hurt herself. Uh, the turnout was low up there. They didn't have a concurrent race for sheriff like we did. And then um, she didn't, uh, her lead in St. Lawrence County was not that great anyway, only about 125 votes. So she's got to make a decision. I, I think you can get off the, the line, conservative line, if you lose a major party primary. Not sure how that works, but uh, you, can always, you could always decide not to effectively compete. Or she could choose to compete. Now, of course, that poses problems. Uh, not for her, because I don't think, you know, if you're running as, as an ideological candidate and conservative and all of that, then the label doesn't matter. You're right there on the ballot next to line B, so that doesn't really matter. But there's the old, uh, for the good of the party. you got to step aside for the good of the party. And uh, will that prevail? I don't know. There'll be a, a lot of people trying to convince her to do that. Whether, whether or not she does that, I don't know. And the other thing is, those who supported her, first and foremost among them, now Assemblyman, soon-to-be Senator Mark Walzik, they aren't going to allow him to support a conservative party nominee for an office like Assembly, no matter what the ideology of the people are involved. So he's going to be under a lot of pressure from everybody to, come on, Mark, get in line, do the right thing, for the good of the party. And all of that. So we'll see what happens there. Meanwhile, you've, you've got to wonder how bad will a relationship be, and, and not that it has to be good, but between a Senator Walzik and an Assemblyman Gray, if that's how it ends up, and it probably will end up that way. Um, Walzik has twice tried to defeat Gray, push him out of office, one for county ledge, and then this, this primary here, he openly supported Gray. And um, you just got to wonder. Uh, there, there is antipathy there, and... Uh, really is what uh, what drove that race in many ways. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, conventional wisdom is she'll either just not actively campaign or be pushed aside or, or for the good of the party, uh, step aside. But I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. She doesn't really, at her age and, and position in life, 
have much of a stake in the party. I think she was more interested in in the office and the issues. And um, so we'll see what happens in the days to come. No need to make a quick decision. It's only June, soon to be July. And we're more interested in the Yankee games than anything else. And by the way, they just completed a three-game sweep of Oakland. Um, They just keep plugging along. That's the incredible story of the year. But as far as the elections, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, what are the issues in the fall? Is uh, you know, do these recent Supreme Court cases on guns and abortion uh, really pose any change to the elections, or does it come down to kitchen table issues? How much you're paying for gas and all of that? So it's hard to say. Hard to say. Meanwhile, we'll be subjected to much more January sixth. I think we know. Um, what happened, what people think happened, and uh, now it's just a case of of uh, Liz Cheney trying to convince everybody that they have to abandon Trump. That's her latest mantra. So we'll see what happens there. Well, that's kind of what's going on in politics locally, and um, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for, of course, reading the blog and listening to the Hotline Show on AM 1240. Uh, always a pleasure to uh, talk to you in whatever format is available. We'll be back with another podcast uh, in the future. Until then, have a great day.